and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah. I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the Word of God. Okay. Well, tonight we're going to start off with a poem. It seems like uh, usually if I put a poem in a teaching, it's at the end, but this is going to be at the beginning. This is from an album verse, uh, and it's called Take Time to Pray. I got up early in the morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish that I didn't, have I didn't have time to pray. Problems just tumbled around me and heavier came each task. I whined, why doesn't God help me? He said, you didn't ask. I groaned and shouted and grumbled. I tried every key in the lock. I cried, why doesn't he open? He said, son, you didn't knock. So I got up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish, I had to take time to pray. That's author unknown. It's a nice little poem. Um, maybe a little reproving sometimes. Because um, sometimes we find ourselves in the same situation as that person that's talking in that poem. That for whatever reason, we allow ourselves to get too busy. Um, maybe with just responsibilities that are good things in our life, like, you know, if you have a family or a job or uh, school, whatever your responsibilities are, are those are good things. Um, and we do have to give those things attention, but sometimes those things can get more important in our minds than God is. And God should always be number one. Um, so not only with things like that, those responsibilities, but we're also dealing with stuff in this world that's negative, that's every single day seems like there's new things that happen, um, that just to get us negative, to get us, you know, uh, busy, uh, focused on those things instead of focused on the things of God. Um, and whenever we find ourselves in a situation like that, we need to do a course correction. We gotta acknowledge that, like the person in the poem, that I gotta spend time with God. I gotta start off first thing with with God. Otherwise, um, you just you can't afford not to. It seems like you're spending. It would be wasting time. You're spending more time, but really you you're able to accomplish more in the day when you do that. So tonight, I just want to spend a really simple time prayerfully. Um, because I tend to overcomplicate things occasionally. But I'm going to try to make this really simple. Uh, and because the word is simple, so it should be pretty easy. Looking at some practical ways of enjoying the peace that we have with God and from God. So let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. All the church epistles start with grace and peace. And actually, I went through and I looked, and pretty much every book in the New Testament 
starts with grace and peace. Um, there's a few exceptions. But that kind of makes a point that the period of time that we're in, the administration that we're in, is a time of grace and peace. Um, and grace, we can look and look at grace <laughs> in another teaching. Uh, but tonight we're looking at peace. So, 2 Peter 1, 2. It says, I just chose this one because I like the way it was written. I could have gone to any of those. But this says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Peace can be multiplied in your life. Not just like peace. You know, peace would be good enough, but it can be multiplied as we go to the Word and as we get a knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans 5.1 When I was preparing this teaching, I was listening to a teaching that Pat did from 2015 called The Peace of God. And it was before you guys had the microphone and everything. Um, but in the background, I heard what sounded like a little girl making some noise. So, yeah, that was Mackenzie. And now she's learning the books of the Bible. So that's cool. Um, Romans 5. I'm in Romans 15 for some reason. Romans 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, or believing, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been given peace. It's something that we already have. We have peace with God. We heard in the manifestations tonight that something to the effect of everything that you have, you already have. You just have to claim it and believe it, and you will see it in manifestation in your life. And that's the way peace is. We have the peace of God. There's other things that we have when we get born again. We have righteousness, justification, it says in here. We have the ministry of reconciliation. We have joy available. All of these things come in that one package. But to actually see them in your life, you just have to meet the requirements that God says. And we will see tonight how we enjoy that peace in our lives. Uh, John 14. This is a really great verse. John's a really great book. John 14, 27. Jesus Christ says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus Christ left his peace. Um, and it says, Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Which shows us that God's definition as in this case, as in every other category, God's definition of peace is much different than the world's peace. Um, it says it's not the peace that the world gives. And do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Flip probably a page or two over to chapter 16. And verse 33 says, Jesus Christ still speaking, 
These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus Christ, this is uh, right before he was about to be taken to be beaten for a couple days and then crucified and tortured and everything he had to deal with. But he had peace. And he says, in the world you're going to have tribulation. So this is one aspect of the peace of God is that it's not when everything's going your way then you have peace. You don't only have peace when you're sitting on a beach with a pina colada or something. <laughs> it's, it's even in the midst of tribulation and problems, you can still have this inner peace. It's not dependent on your circumstances. Um, and, you know, if you're looking at Jesus Christ and the things that he had to deal with in this situation, which were the worst that anybody has ever dealt with in all of history, um, you know, it's kind of not fair to say, well, you don't understand my situation. Yeah. I, I have a right to be stressed out in this situation, um, which is just funny because we're human and we do stuff like that sometimes. Um, but if you really take a step back and see it from this angle, you realize, well, if Jesus Christ had it, it must be available for me too. Um, let's go to Psalm. We'll go to Psalms 107. I kind of just threw this one in here because I really like it. Psalm 107, uh, we'll read that in a second. But uh, what peace is not, as we're defining this? Uh, peace is the opposite of anxiety. It is the opposite of fear. Uh, as we say, saw with Jesus Christ, we said, don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Um, and we can enjoy it independent of our circumstances, which we saw. What it is, I looked at some definitions uh, and put them together with just my understanding of the word, uh, and I just wrote some notes down. So what peace is? Uh, it is rest. It is the absence of strife or fighting or war. It is a state of untroubled, undisturbed well-being. That sounds nice. It's the result of forgiveness enjoyed, which is kind of neat because we have peace with God. At one point, it says in Ephesians, which we won't have time to look at, but we had enmity with God. We uh, were enemies with God. But then Jesus Christ came, he paid the price, and now we have peace with God. We have that forgiveness. We have righteousness, justification. Um, so there's that aspect of peace, but then when you enjoy that forgiveness, that is that state of peace, in your life, in your mind. Um, what else? It is being free from all anxiety and care. I like that one. Uh, Psalm 107. We'll start in 23. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. 
For he commandeth and raises the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to heaven, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man or at their wit's end. Um, and this might seem kind of familiar in your life where maybe, you know, not being in a ship, literally, but sometimes life has its super high highs and super low lows. And it's like you're being thrown around all over the place. It seems like everywhere you go, something bad's happening. You know, like your health is something's going wrong with your health and you need work on your car and you don't have money for rent and like all these different categories. Um, 28, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He makes the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. He smooths it out. Then they are glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Uh, let's go to Colossians. So we have the peace of God. It's available. Now we get to enjoy it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. It says to let the peace rule. So if the peace is not ruling, then you are not letting it, um, in simple terms is what it comes down to. Uh, you have control over your mind, and you get to decide what you want to think. Um, if God says that you have it, then you have it. Um, if you think about it like uh, a dad, okay, so a teenager gets his license and uh, it's a really exciting time usually. And the dad gets this kid a car for his birthday. And a few days later, the kid's like, dad, can you please give me a car? He's like, I already gave you a car, dude. You don't, you don't have to pray for something if you already have it. Um, you just thank your dad for the car. Thanks, dad, for getting me this car. And then you enjoy it. You drive it around. You, you take advantage of that. So it's the same with God. You don't have to pray for peace. You just be, God, thanks for the peace that I have. And, uh, and you enjoy it. Um, so again, we're going to be looking at some really practical ways to to enjoy that. Uh, Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 6. It says, Be careful or anxious sometimes. It's okay. Um, it says, Be careful, that word careful. It's to be full of care or anxiety uh, for nothing. There's no good reason to be stressed out or anxious. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes we get that way and that's okay. I'm, not that it's okay, it's okay, um, but it's uh, something we're all tempted with, we all have to deal with. But it's great to know from the word that there's nothing that we have to be anxious about. 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, so here's one way that we can enjoy that peace, is through prayer. If you have a problem, you can lift that to God, and then the result is peace, because you know He's going to take care of it. Um, when I was working this teaching, I saw something, I think it was Bullinger that said about this verse, um, that God is the God of peace. God has peace, you know, because he's God. Uh, he's the author of peace. But he knows the future. So if you know the future and you know that everything's going to be good, <laughs> then you know everything's going to be fine and you're not going to be stressed out about anything. So when you pray, you know God's going to take care of you, so you know the future. So there's no reason to be stressed out about it, because God's going to take care of it. He promises to. Um, and that peace guards your heart, so you don't have to be all anxious. Verse 8, another key. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Um, it doesn't say think about uh, coronavirus or Joe Biden or uh, whatever. Maybe you can think about those things occasionally, but usually. Um, those go down a path that end up pretty stressed out. Um, so we think about the things that are true and honest, the things from the Word, the things that we know are good. Um, and it's so good to know, I mean, you know, we have, there's this beautiful house here that we get to enjoy fellowship in. We have a beautiful house that we live in. We have our vehicles, you know, whatever it is, you have physical things that you can be thankful for, but we can't rely on those things. My car can break down. You know, for whatever reason, things can change. Um, but the spiritual things that we have from the Word, those things can't be taken away from us. Those things like uh, the righteousness that we have, the hope that we have that Jesus Christ is coming back, those are things we can always think about, that in the midst of the tribulation and the pressure, um, just like Jesus Christ, when he was dealing with all of that, he had the joy set before him, it says in Hebrews. He was thinking about, well, I got to deal with this now, but God's going to raise me up, and this is going to open the door for a lot of really great things to happen. Um, so think on those things. And then verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So another thing is uh, we do the Word. As you do the Word, as you do what you're taught, then you've got peace. The God of peace is with you. Um, so I want to look more at thinking the Word. Romans chapter 8. In that section we saw uh, praying, thinking the Word, and doing the Word all result in that peace enjoyed. Um, Romans 8, verse 7. Is that right? 
no, 8.6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnal minded means you're thinking about the things, the information that comes by way of the five senses. So the things that you can see around you, the things that um, you, know, you see at work, you uh, read about on the internet or you see on the news or anything like that. Um, the carnal mind is uh, death. But to be spiritually minded, to think about these things in the word, the spiritual truths like hope, like righteousness that we we're just talking about, that is life and peace. Um, and if you think about it, I mean, which would you rather have, death or life and peace? Um, oh, which is also really neat. I remember seeing this at one point, reading through here. It's not just like uh, death and life. It's death and life and peace. Because you can have a bad life, <laughs> but it's life with peace. So that's cool. Um, and then Isaiah 26. Still looking at uh, thinking the word. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Uh, and then that those words perfect peace in the Hebrew are shalom, shalom. It's peace, peace. Um, which I guess is like in Peter where it says peace multiplied unto you. So it's peace times peace. Um, but when you stay your mind on God and on the things of God, then you will have peace. Um, and one way that you can practice this is just get quiet, get still, and just sit there and challenge yourself to think about God. For a period of time, maybe set a, a timer for a minute or something, and I'm just going to think about God. And you just practice that. And as you practice, you get better and better. Your mind wanders less. Um, you know, humans are not uh, very good at multitasking. God's good at multitasking. If everybody in the world prayed right now, he would answer all their prayers <laughs> at the same time. He's able to do that. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's uh, just God is able to multitask. Uh, humans are not good at that. Usually, if we have more than one thing going on at the same time, the things suffer. Um, you can really only do a good job if you're doing one thing at a time. Um, and there, there are times, it's, uh, there's times that you might have a couple things going on, but focus on one thing at a time. Okay, and now the time's up for that. Now this thing. And if I have to come back, now I'm focusing on this one thing. It's a really good thing to, to practice doing. Um, you'll have a lot more peace if you do that. Um, Galatians. And that kind of goes back to that poem where the guy was, he had so much to accomplish. I don't have time to pray. I got to get right into this. And then you're pulled a million different directions before you know it. Um, 
you know, and it's okay to have a million things going on in your life, but make sure that like, you know, you don't have to be like when I'm painting, I can focus on painting. And then when I'm home and I'm working on, you know, I'm cleaning the house, I can focus on cleaning the house. I don't have to worry about, well, tomorrow I got to do this thing. Like, just focus on one thing and focus on God while you're doing it. Galatians 5. So another way is uh, the fruit of the Spirit, which comes by walking by the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there's no law. Um, in 22, there's one of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. And that comes from by, by walking by the Spirit operating the manifestations of the spirit and one of them the the only manifestation that you can operate anytime you want is speaking in tongues you have the free will to do that um, so that's something you can do get quiet and just spend some time speaking in tongues and as you work that spirit that spirit gets built up it produces fruit and one of those fruit is peace so that's a good way um, and then in the Renewed Mind class that Dr. Werbel, or not Dr. Werbel, uh, Walter Cummins taught, uh, he gave five basic, relaxing, inspiring, invigorating activities. So we'll spend some time looking at those. The first one is God's Word, which we've already kind of been looking at. But let's go to Jeremiah 15. These are activities that uh, are really good for just Helping you relax. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Uh, thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy, thy name, O Lord God of hosts. You can just spend time, you know, you don't have to get a concordance out, you don't have to get any other study materials out, just sit down and read the word. Um, and as you do, and as you pray, you know, God show me something in here that's really going to bless me, that I need to know for my life. Um, He'll enlighten the eyes of your understanding, and he'll bring you. He'll give you that peace. He'll help you uh, to relax. I mean, there's been so many times in my life that something's going on, and I'm like, I need the word right now. And I just sit down and I read the word, and it doesn't even necessarily have to do with the situation that I'm dealing with. But just getting that word, it heals your mind and it helps you. Uh, number two, you guys will like this: is sleep. <laughs> Proverbs. Sleep is really relaxing, really invigorating. Proverbs 3.24. 3.24 says, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. That's a, a promise that you can stand on, that you can believe for. How many people are so stressed out that they're up all night, they, you know, they're rolling over. I remember at times when I was like that. Um, 
it's never a problem for me anymore. I mean, if I have a night where I can't fall asleep and I'm not bragging, um, but I'm just showing like the word did this for me because I used to have a lot of trouble. Um, but occasionally, like once a month, maybe I have a night where I can't sleep. I'm like, what's wrong? It's like, oh, well, I took a nap today. So like, <laughs> that's why, you know, because I've got too much sleep. So that's another thing, you know, you don't want to sleep too much because uh, that can mess stuff up too. But uh, a good, like if you're tired, you know, I just finished work ate dinner we got to go to fellowship tonight but i'm kind of tired lay down for 10 minutes you know set a timer for 10 minutes so you don't sleep for two hours and then you'll wake up and you'll be super invigorated i promise it, it works really or it works well for me you can try it uh number three is music first samuel 16. Dylan, are you there? Can you read uh, 1623? 1 Samuel 1623. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from date from when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Yeah, so that's uh, a great example of uh, music being relaxing and calming. Um, we have a lot of believer music available that you can listen to. There's also, you know, if you like jazz, you can just chill and listen to some jazz or classical or whatever it is um, to help you get your mind in the right place. Uh, I'm going to kind of skip through these pretty quick, but we've got humor is a good one. If you want some humor, mm -hmm. hang out with James for a little bit. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is nature, uh, which is kind of hard to do at our time, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the winter with there's snow all over the place. But you can still, like, we have a lot of beautiful places here. You can go drive or something. Just go enjoy God's creation, what he's done. So there's lots of ways that we can enjoy our peace. So uh, I love you. Have a great night. Down the word is on my mind